0: the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and lfpress.com. This is the London Free Press podcast. With your host, Rachel Gilbert.
1: Welcome to the London Free Press podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert. Dozens of people have been displaced after a fire swept through a Tilsonburg apartment building in March 2022. And so far, none have been given a firm timeline as to when they can move back home. So today I'm talking with London Free Press reporter Brian Williams, who's been following this story for months and about how the residents have been coping and what's to come. Hi, Brian. How are you?
0: I'm all, Rachel. How are you?
1: Good, good. We're happy to have you on uh, on the podcast today. I know you've been following this story for a long time, but for people who don't know, uh, just ta- tell us about the fire. What happened in this fire? What do we know? How did it start? What was the kind of damage that it created?
0: Yeah, so um, the fire happened on March March 8, 2022. Um, and what they later found out was it was careless smoking, which was uh, the, the cause of the fire, um, which happened, I believe was on the fourth floor, but... Um, um it was pretty dramatic. I mean, um you know you had a lot of people being rescued from balconies. a couple of people had to go to hospital um and and yeah, I mean, there was a, there was a great deal of damage to the to the building um and yeah I mean, if you go online and take a look at the pictures, I mean, it was um yeah, it' was a pretty pretty dramatic fire,
1: sure. so some people couldn't even get out. they had to be rescued by firefighters that alone yeah, is cor- a, is a trauma in itself, really,
0: yeah, yeah, that's correct, yeah, yeah
1: yeah um how many residents were displaced because I'm assuming I assume everybody had to move out of the building?
0: yeah that's right so I believe it was about seventy uh seventy residents were displaced um uh, from the fire and um and yeah so I mean they they went to all different places um and they they're still displaced from the fire and that was you know going on two years ago.
1: Yeah, so it was March 8th and we're coming up to March 8th now. So it's been two years that they haven't been able to go home. That seems like a long time for repairs. I'm assuming that's what all the residents are saying. Like, what is happening here? Why is this taking so long? Is that an excessive amount of time or is this kind of a normal amount of time? What have you found out in your reporting?
0: Well, I'm not I'm not a contractor, so I can't tell you what's what's normal. But I mean, for me, I mean, two years does seem very excessive. I know that the tenants think it's excessive, excessive, um, you know, and the is just continually moved. I mean, about a month and a half after the fire, they had a, a meeting with uh, the owner. And I know the deputy mayor of Tilsonburg showed up there and, you know, they were told 12 to 18 months. And, you know, that that goalpost has moved. I know at one point they were hearing it might be the end of 2024 now they're hearing June or July. So as far as you know, contracting, I I, I don't know what would be considered a you know a normal a decent timeline. Time. Yeah, a normal timeline. But but two years definitely seems like an excessive amount of time to to do to you know do repairs. Sure,
1: sure. and and to be without a home. Um, this building had rent control. So just explain briefly what that is. What what were people paying kind of per unit um, when they were living there?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's another aspect of this fire. I mean, most of this, most of the, if not all of the uh, residents of this building were seniors. Um, I know that I believe it was about 55 years old. If you were under that, you weren't, you weren't likely going to get a unit. So um, a lot of them were pensioners and a lot of them, you know, have uh, fixed income. So the rent in the building was extremely reasonable for, for all of them. I mean, I spoke to people that had rent as low as, you know, in the $600 range to, you know, the $1,300 range and, as far as where rents are going now, even in Tilsonburg, um, you know, for, for residents of this building, finding somewhere else really isn't an option for for a number of them because of the affordability of that building.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So do they know when they move back? Will it, Will they have those same, like, will they be paying more? Will they pay the same? Will it still be a rent controlled building? Do we know what's going to happen when they get to move back in?
0: So, <sighs> The landlords, technically, or landlords in general, for for buildings that are rent controlled, have a you know a two and a half percent annual increase that they can um, increase the tenants' rents. Now, at the meeting, all the the tenants were told that you know the rents won't be more than two and a half percent. Landlords, you know, they can uh, appeal to um, raise rents higher. Uh, it's called above board rent um, or you know above board rent guidelines. Essentially, you can appeal to a tenant board if there's you know, construction, or if there's repairs done to the building, you know, to increase the rent above that. As far as what will happen for these tenants, they were told no. When I spoke to a representative from the the company that owns the building, um, he didn't specify whether they would or they they wouldn't. So I I can't say for sure what um, what the increase will be. So I I, I don't want to speculate on that.
1: Will it still be rent controlled? Do you think? But we just don't know if they're what the prices necessarily will be.
0: Yeah, that's what my assumption would be. But uh, again, um, you know, he told me that as far as leases go, that will be discussed with tenants. Um, So I I didn't really get a definitive answer as far as that's concerned.
1: Okay, okay. Um, You've been keeping in touch, I know, with with several tenants who, who are now living elsewhere. Where where are they living? Where did they go? Where have they have they had to move around? Like where have these have these residents ended up?
0: So, I mean, that's, that's part of the tragedy of it. I mean, imagine being 70 years old and having to go from one place to the next, you know, what uh, a couple um, tenants, a married couple that I spoke to, you know, they've been to like five different places since the fire. But I do know that right after the fire, a lot of them went to a motel in, um, in Tilsonburg is, is where they wound up. Now, a lot of them did end up having insurance. However, the amount of money that you get for that insurance is finite. So one of the, very unfortunate situations is that I know that a number of went to a motel where they were paying upwards of I believe about four thousand dollars a month, you know, for for a room at a, at a motel, um, and of course having finite amount of insurance, a lot of them ran out of or you know began running out of money more quickly, so they had to find mm-hmm. other accommodations. I know that one tenant was at the motel, then they lived at a hotel for you know eight months in Woodstock where they weren't even from. Um, you know, and, and then some other, some of the other tenants had place to go. You know, I know one that was living with, um, their daughter. I know another that was, um, uh, you know, had a relative where, where they could go to, but as far as being shipped around, I mean, when you're in your twilight years, that is not, um, uh, that's, it's not a great way to live, obviously.
1: It's not easy. It's unsettling for sure. And if, and, and, and you don't want to put other people out, you know, when you're living with family members or, or something like that, if they don't have room for you necessarily i know one woman you talked to is sleeping on a couch she's been sleeping on a couch for months right
0: yeah almost two years now that's her sisters and i mean what's what's kind of terrible for for that resident in particular is that she lives very very close um her sister rather lives very very close to that building so she can see that building every day and it's just like you know you're like looking at your home going well when can i go back there and you know not having that that uncertainty is um it's got to be excruciating
1: absolutely um do they all hope to return to this building or have some people just moved on and, and found somewhere else to go?
0: Again, I don't know the exact number, but I, it, it's not, it's not a lot of people that are returning. I, I, I spoke to a number of people who just said, you know, forget about it. That's, that's too mm-hmm. much time. I need to find another accommodation. I need to get on with my life. And so a number of people have, you know, just, just moved on, but there still are a number of people who are waiting to go back um, because of the affordability of that building and, you know, and because it is their home. So, mm-hmm. you know, there there are still tenants that are waiting uh, to return despite the amount of time that has taken place.
1: Absolutely. You talk about rent evictions in your story. What, what are rent evictions?
0: So rent evictions are where a landlord will evict a tenant, you know, um, essentially to say that, you know, the tenant or the, the residence needs repaired, and in order to repair it, we need you out. Um, that is not what happened here. I don't, I don't want to misconstrue that. This is a kind of a unique situation where, you know, the fire happened on a, by, by accident. It wasn't, um, you know, deliberate by any means. It was an accidental fire. Um, I, I guess one thing that some of the tenants were questioning is just exactly how long this took. Did it take, you know, what was the amount of time? Did, did they take more time so that people would just decide not to come back? I mean, you know, that was just kind of a question on people's mind, whether that whether or not that was the case. We, we can't speculate on that. That's that's just not known. Yeah. Um, but as far as rent evictions are, are concerned, that would be the case where, you know, um, the landlord says that we need to repair this building. You need to move out. And then, you know, once the repairs are done, they'll have new tenants come in. And of course, at that point, if there's new tenants and that residence has been vacant, then they can increase the rent. And I mean, for people that have moved into a, a building, um, you know, a long time ago, they've of course have a grandfathered in rent where they're not paying as much. Whereas now the market has, you know, skyrocketed for a lot of places. So it's in some landlords benefit to have, you know, these, these units empty to bring new people in so that the rent can, can be raised up. But again, I I am not, I'm not suggesting that that's exactly what happened here, but that's, you know, that's been the case of number of buildings in London, as we've reported over the last uh, number of months.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know, have you talked to the the contractors or the building owner or, um, who have you been talking to on that side of things and, and what have they said about the repairs and how long everything is
0: taking? Well, I've spoken to a representative from the company. Um, and basically supply issues have been, um, have been singled out as an issue for, as to why everything's taking so long. Um, you know, just as far as getting, getting everything together. And I mean, the, 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 the building was heavily damaged. There is no doubt about that. Um, and it was an old building. I mean, I heard from some of the tenants saying that there was asbestos that had to be dealt with. And that, that is time consuming to to remove that, um, uh, you know, to, to, to remove that material. And not to mention, you know, the danger of it, um, of of asbestos as far as to to health. So, you know, asbestos, supply issues, um, they're heavy damage, smoke and water, you know, wiring and i know that they were doing renovation renovations to some of the units you know that were kind of dated as far as cabinets flooring that kind of thing so there were a a lot of things that had to be done to the building but i guess the main kind of question is is should it really be taking you know two years
1: this long yeah uh even some local politicians have have kind of gotten involved in this i know you were you speaking to tilsenberg's mayor uh and and what has he said about this he's been following this all along right
0: um, I spoke to the deputy mayor. Um, oh, okay. Sorry. yeah, the, the, that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the deputy mayor. And so, you know, he, he said that uh, ultimately it is up to the landlord as far as finishing the work and bringing people back in and, and that kind of thing. But he did indicate and, and, absolutely uh the town was working to you know stamp documents issue permits that kind of thing as quickly as they could because as he said you know he did feel for the tenants that were displaced and they did want to get them in as quickly as possible so as far as the city was concerned um it was to kind of issue permits get all get that ball rolling um to get the tenants back in so that the repairs could be done um and ultimately bring them back into the building
1: yeah yeah Um, So what are the next steps? Like, where are they at now with repairs? What what's happening like right now? And what are we kind of looking ahead to? Like, there's no firm timeline for residents to move back in yet. Right.
0: Um, As far as moving back in. I've, I've just got hearsay and that's strictly from, you know, tenants who've, who've said they they heard that they're waiting on an elevator to be repaired. Um, and, and that's one of the holdups, uh, as far as I know, the estimate for when they're going to be going back in is June or July is from what I've heard from, from numerous tenants. Um, I, that's, that's the, the latest goalpost, um, mm-hmm. in terms of when they're hoping to get back in, yeah. Will that happen? Right? I, mean, I, I certainly hope so. But, right. Yeah. But, um, but, but yeah, from, from what I've heard, it's, it's, there's supply issues for, for an elevator that they're waiting. And then after that, you know, there's gotta be an occupancy permit that's issued to the city and then the city will, um you know, do an inspection and, 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 you know, they'll sort it out. But, but again, um you know, uh, I, I don't, I, I don't know too much about um about what exactly needs to be done and, and what timeframes that they'd be, be looking at for those, uh, for those repairs.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, um, We're going to watch your reporting on this story for sure. I know that you've put a a lot of work into this and you've been talking to a lot of people about it. So thanks for joining us today. We hope that that's the new timeline for for the residents who have been displaced. But thanks, Brian. And we'll check out your stories and follow-ups on this at LFPress.com.
0: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.